Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between politics and the automobile retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by AIADA Affinity Partner Cox Automotive, transforming the way the world buys, sells, owns, and uses cars. Find out more at AIADA.org. Today, we're kicking off the first installment of our monthly look at U.S. auto sales figures. Charlie Chesbro, who is the Senior Economist and Senior Director of Industry Insights at Cox Automotive, is here to talk briefly about August sales and some of the trends he and his team are seeing in our industry as we head into September. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I will just go ahead and pass things off to you and let you give us an overview of the trends and things that you're seeing from August sales um, where they stand so far. Well, it's looking like it's going to be a good month uh, for vehicle sales. It's a little difficult to judge this month because the calendar actually works in the favor of having stronger sales for the manufacturers this month Mm -hmm. uh, because there's more selling days. Uh, So some adjustments need to be made. But on a purely volume basis, it looks like the market's going to be up uh, well over 100,000 units over what it was last August. Uh, So that's a very positive sign for the industry, and particularly when we think about all of the turmoil that we had uh, going on in August with the financial Mm -hmm. markets. Uh, The stock market was quite volatile. Uh, The yield curve uh, inverted, which for many uh, recession recession watchers out there uh, suggests that the economy may be slipping into or towards a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw a big dip in the University of Michigan's consumer confidence number uh, at the end of the month, which would suggest that consumers are paying attention to what's going on in the, in the economy and are getting a little bit more concerned. But what we can see in terms of vehicle sales this month is, is that it didn't have any impact on their, uh, their purchasing out there because we're looking at quite a, quite a strong market this month. Uh, we don't have we don't have final numbers uh, because many of the manufacturers now are no longer reporting uh, monthly sales. Uh, General Motors, Ford, and, and uh, FCA mm-hmm. uh, no longer report monthly; they only report quarterly numbers, and that's well over forty percent of the market. So yeah. we can only kind of gauge a general idea of how the market's been performing, uh, but it does look like it's been uh, quite strong and and a little bit above what my own uh, outlook was uh, for what the industry would do this month. Okay. Um, are there any particular trends you've noted as they relate to the, just the international auto brands in particular of the ones that have reported this so far? Yeah, well, there's been some interesting uh, nuggets within the, the the data that's been reported so far. Uh, both uh, cars and trucks were up, which uh, has been a bit of an anomaly because cars have always been a bit of a drag on the market. Yeah. But clearly cars are not up as much as uh, trucks have been. And so uh, this market where consumers are saying they no longer are as interested in passenger cars, that continues. And, and year to date, uh, the passenger car market has fallen to about 29% of the market. Okay. And we're going to finish somewhere in that neighborhood this month as well. Uh, but we did see some nice gains for a couple uh, a couple vehicle lines, but it may be driven uh, by some underlying fleet activity or some heavy incentives on those particular vehicles. But some of the more, uh, you know, the more positive news out there, uh, Subaru is reporting very nice results. Uh, mm-hmm. They kept their record going of 90, they're now up to 93 months of continuous uh, year-over-year gains uh, for their sales volume. Uh, that's quite a, uh, quite a record that they've mm-hmm. got going. Uh, we saw that Mercedes-Benz was reporting vehicle sales up uh, 20%, okay. or 21% actually on a, on a year-over-year basis. And pretty much every major uh, inter, uh, international manufacturer 
uh, was reporting market gains. So uh, you know, the, 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 the benefits that we saw in the strong market was shared by everybody. There was no one clear winner uh, in this environment. Uh, but we do think that there was probably some strong fleet activity that was going on behind the scenes. We don't have the final fleet numbers. Uh, but again, there were a couple of vehicles out there that would suggest that, uh, that they, they might be doing some, some heavy fleet activity. And that's really one of the interesting trends that we've got in the market year to date. Uh, fleet has really been driving vehicle sales in 2019, uh, as it did last year as well. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is, is that the retail side of the industry has pulled back. And in fact, retail sales year to date are down uh, and fleet activity is up quite a bit. So overall, the market is down a couple of percentage points, uh, but it would be down much further if it hadn't been for the strong fleet activity that we're seeing. Okay. And our view is, is that we're seeing that strong fleet because of a large change that was made uh, in the tax reform bill back in December of 2017 when it was passed. Uh, the the new tax reform uh, increased dramatically uh, the depreciation allowances that can be taken on business use vehicles. And as a result of that, we think that many more uh, companies uh, are getting more interested in fleet activity because there may be uh, uh, some economic benefits uh, of having fleet vehicles and and, and that type of thing. So uh, we think that that's a trend that's going to continue through this year and well into next year as well. Uh, because of those changes in the tax law. And uh, so, and, and I guess one of the other more interesting notes that I saw in the data was, uh, comes from Toyota, uh, where their hybrid uh, vehicles actually had a very nice year-over-year gain, uh, up 65% for their hybrid fleet, uh, or their hybrid portfolio, I should say. And, uh, you know, that, that suggests that, uh, you know, consumers out there, you know, again, it's not big volume, but uh, you know, to see those types of gains does suggest that there is some interest out there for these types of vehicles. And so uh, for the manufacturers that are concerned about uh, whether the public will, will, will buy these new, uh, more fuel efficient vehicles and pay extra for that technology, uh, well, Toyota seems to have figured something out because they are seeing some nice gains uh, for that portfolio. Okay. So overall, it sounds like um, some pretty good news. Um, how are volumes looking as we head into the rest of the year? Well, it, at this pace, it, it looks like we're still looking at a very strong uh, vehicle market. We're not expecting any kind of strong uh, decline in vehicle sales, but we do see that the headwinds are going to continue to grow for the vehicle market. There's a tremendous for the new vehicle market. Uh, there's a tremendous tremendous amount of uncertainty out there around the economy. Uh, there's going to be probably increased recessionary pressures out there in the U.S. economy, which may have a, a large impact on the higher income vehicle. Uh, buyers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and that's one of the other nuggets that we saw in some of the data today. Uh, uh, Honda's Honda sales were up, uh, but Acura brand sales uh, were very weak. Okay. Uh, Toyota sales were up, but Lexus brand sales were relatively weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nissan sales were up, but Infinity brand sales uh, were, were uh, relatively weak. And so that we may be seeing some early indications that this affordability issue and the, and the high cost of these vehicles may be chipping away uh, at some of the products that consumers are willing to buy. And if the U.S. economy slips towards a recession, certainly the luxury segment uh, may be the most vulnerable, or at least uh, maybe the canary in the coal mine, uh, mm-hmm. if we see this market start to decline at all. And of course, we're all kind of waiting on pins and needles regarding what the president's plans are regarding tariffs. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to ask you about that, actually. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you were. Uh, 
we really just don't know. Uh, he did uh, uh, suggest last week that uh, he came to a handshake agreement uh, uh, with uh, Japan mm -hmm. uh, and so that they may be exempt for, from any kind of a tariff that he was planning uh, to implement. But again, it was just a handshake agreement. It's, it's nothing official. Uh, and we still don't know about the, the new North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, that's sitting in Congress now. Nothing's been passed. Nothing's been decided. Uh, so that's still up in the air. And, of course, the, the big one that we're really waiting on is what is he going to do about European tariffs? And he's, he's threatened a 25 percent uh, tariff on all uh, European uh, uh, imports into the United States. Uh, you know, that would be a massive hit for the vehicle market. It would, it would certainly add a couple thousand dollars to every uh, vehicle out there. Uh, and we just won't know uh, what his plans are with that. He, he said back in May that he was going to delay the decision for six months. And so we kind of have to wait till November uh, at this point to see what his decision is going to be. And even then, he may just say, well, I'm going to mm -hmm. give it an up. You know, we've, we're making some progress. And I'm going to wait another six months. Yeah, so uh, we, we, may, we may, yeah, we may not have any decision on that. So uh, but barring, uh, you know, the economy going off a cliff, and like I said, we're not expecting that, uh, it seems like vehicle sales should continue to kind of hum along around a 16.8 million pace okay. uh, through the course of the year. And that's what our year forecast is, is uh, about 16.8 million uh, new vehicle sales in the United States. So could you tell us just a little bit about the UAW negotiations and whether or if any impact you expect them to have on sales? in the coming weeks? Well, what we found out uh, over the last week was that the UAW is going to target General Motors uh, for the negotiations uh, this year. And mm -hmm. generally what happens is, is the UAW <clears throat> picks one of the major uh, D Detroit three manufacturers as a target. And okay. once the, uh, the agreement is reached with that company, the other two companies fall in line plus or minus a little bit. It's a very similar contract across all three. They've targeted General Motors. Those negotiations are going to start uh, in a few weeks. Okay. Uh, really, it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen as a result of those. But at a, at a worst case scenario, at least for the for for General Motors, uh, we could see a strike happen, which okay. would then uh, limit the amount of supply that they have of some key vehicles. That may spell an opportunity, though, for some of the uh, some of GM's competitors. If, uh, if that company has a difficult time maintaining inventory across its uh, uh, its distribution network out there, uh, it may be an opening for some of their competitors to squeeze in and steal some market share. Uh, but at this point, uh, it's hard to say whether negotiations are going to be that difficult. Uh, but clearly, that's just one more uncertainty we have out there, you know, along with uh, the president's uh, trade negotiations uh, that could disrupt the market through the course of this year. But again, we just don't we don't expect anything major out of that, but it's certainly uh, in the realm of possibility. Okay, so that's definitely something we can probably take a look at at the end of uh, September sales and see kind of where the issue stands. Yes, we'll know more about it uh, in a few weeks. Um, did you see any impact from the hurricane off the coast of Florida over the weekend, just out of curiosity? Yeah, I, I have to, my, my guess is, and we don't have any hard data on that mm -hmm. just yet. We, we generally look at registrations data uh, when that's published, and there's a bit of a lag on that of about five or six weeks okay. to really get the hard numbers of what's sold in Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if a few folks were kind of scared off from, uh, you know, from wanting to buy a vehicle over the weekend, uh, just given all the, the, the uncertainty around whether the hurricane was coming or not. 
Uh, but clearly, the overall impact on the whole vehicle market uh, seems negligible because, as I said, it looks like it's, it was a very strong month uh, for the market. But as I said, it, it's a little bit misleading, and that's one of the things we have to keep in mind is even though the vehicle sales were up this month, we knew they were going to be up this month because uh, the calendar was quite favorable for the month of August. Uh, we had 28 selling days this August uh, versus only 27 last year. And the uh, Labor Day holiday, which is one of the biggest yeah. uh, selling periods for the industry, uh, that's grouped in with August sales this year. And last year it was grouped in with September sales. So really, a, probably a better measure is going to be uh, at the end of September this month uh, when we can kind of look at uh, August and September combined this year versus mm -hmm. August and September combined last year to okay. really kind of gauge where the market is uh, where, as we speak right now. Okay. Well, all of that is very informative. Um do you have any long or short-term predictions for the industry kind of heading into the last chunk of the year? Yeah, as I said, I, I would just say it, it's still looking like a very strong market. Consumers continue to, to buy these vehicles out there. Uh, like I said before, fleet activity is really what's supporting uh, the market from falling further. But we're still selling uh, quite a few vehicles, even to consumers. And the transaction prices remain mm -hmm. quite high. You know, the mix of vehicles that consumers are buying are full of technology, uh, are at a higher price point. Uh, and so the, the profitability of the industry remains on very firm ground, even though sales volume uh, has declined a little bit. So uh, I don't think there's any reason to be concerned just yet, uh, but there are some headwinds out there. And I would suggest uh, to all of the listeners out there to to just be prepared uh, in case things do start to get a little bit more difficult out there. This yield curve inversion that we had uh, uh, over the recent weeks may lead to, to credit being a little bit tighter out there. So some of your uh, 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 folks coming into mm -hmm. the dealerships uh, may be a little bit more challenging to get uh, approved for credit, uh, but we're not seeing that just yet. But that's sort of what is expected when you see the yield curve inverting. Uh, that uh, uh, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of a pullback on credit availability, and that would obviously slow uh, vehicle sales. But as I said, we're not there yet. Uh, it still looks to be a fairly robust market through the through the end of this year. All right, so uh, good news, but don't let your guard down. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, that pretty much does it here for us. Is there anything you wanted to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, well, um, thanks for joining us today for um, your monthly sales look. And we'll look forward to having you next time. Okay, sounds great. Thanks. To you, the listeners, thanks for joining us for this episode of Beltway Talk, featuring a rundown on the month's auto sales figures. We're planning to have Charlie on on a monthly basis to talk sales, so if there are ever any questions you'd like to have answered on sales in the auto market, please feel free to let us know. I can be reached directly at oliverh at aiada.org. Thanks again, and join us again next time for Beltway Talk.